0: Instagram and Twitter at MatchLava, and today is Monday, April twelfth, twenty twenty one, and it's week fifteen. We are off with another week. It's been a little bit of a slow start this week, but we did have a, a decent release this morning. Not a whole ton of profit to be made, but for a Monday, you really don't expect there to be too many releases. And there was a Easy five hundred Frost Blue. I think that's what the color was called. Uh, those released this morning at. Nine. So they came out this morning. People were expecting them to come out, but it was still unconfirmed, and nobody really knew if it was going to come out or not, and then they ended up dropping and sold out pretty quick. So I was a little bit surprised by the sellout time, but it was what it was, and those released today, and that was really all we had. So not really a whole ton to work with there. I did end up sourcing a pretty decent like small haul I guess of sneakers found a really really good deal on some sneakers and used some cash back and stuff on that and ended up getting a pretty good deal on them so got five pairs of shoes that are going to be coming in at some point barring that they don't get canceled which I'm pumped about and I do like I just like flipping bricks I I don't know a lot of people like it I do it very low-key I I do a little bit of it I don't do a ton I, I try not to go too heavy on one shoe but sometimes I wish I had gone heavier on on some shoes like the picked up a bunch of nmds the other week or two weeks back and super super profitable shoe. i've already sold a couple pairs they're a great solar, summer summer cover ah, they're a great summer colorway so it's something where sometimes you wish you really picked up a lot more of those so i'm learning a little bit about it and getting after that and then just talking to people that's the other thing i did today i talked to a few people or as many people as i could in the short time that i had just because things were so hectic at work again and so i dm'd a few people and and just talk to them about how some of the releases went for them. People that I saw having a lot of success in some of the groups that I'm in because that's really my best way of learning and it seems a little bit weird sometimes to just say hey like here's what what I've been trying it hasn't been working is there anything that's been working for you? That's usually what I reach out to people with and it does work really well like people are super nice and I just kind of think back to like if somebody messaged me that of course I would like tell them exactly what to do and exactly what I've been doing and what's worked for me and what hasn't and so it's cool to see that like that's just kind of accepted in some groups and stuff where people are just like super relaxed super chill and want to help each other and so that was another thing that i worked on today trying to gather some information for the upcoming jordan one hyper royal release we have this saturday because that's going to be one of the biggest releases that we have this year i mean those your university blues and then your um the the maroon colorway the jordan one maroon there's a there's a name for it and i can't think of it right now um i don't think it's I don't remember what it's called but it's a it's not Chardonnay I don't know what it's some sort of it's it's a wine but I can't Bordeaux they're the Bordeaux. so they they um the Bordeaux's are releasing in the fall I believe so those are going to be like our bigger Jordan 1 releases for the year I think that those will really be some of the biggest ones that we have just because the colorways are spectacular I mean these these hyper royals are better than the university blues in my opinion I think a lot of people are actually going to think that maybe not the true sneakerheads, but the people that like shoes are going to Think that these are a little bit better. I, I just think that sneakerheads would really prefer the university blue because it's more of a classic-looking colorway. This one is a, a little bit more of a branch-out kind of feel and look on this Jordan One Hyper Royal. They did a little bit of interesting stuff with like distressing the blue and stuff all over the shoe, and they're just they're good. They look clean. They look beautiful. I can't imagine somebody not wanting to wear these shoes. So they're probably gonna have way, way, way more demand and way more people going for them than a normal sneaker. So, be that as it may, I'm going to pay attention to those coming out. Hopefully there's some decent stock for them, but I'm honestly expecting there not to be that many made. Just, I just don't think, it doesn't feel like a shoe that they're going to make that much of. It hasn't been super, super talked about. I mean, I've seen some people mention it, but the University Blues, it felt like those were popping up everywhere and there were so many stores talking about it and stuff. I just don't see these being as mass produced, but we'll see. I will kind of pay attention and see how many are coming out in the days leading up to the release this Saturday and, and go from there. So that's what I worked on today not really a whole lot of of stuff out of the ordinary been trying to plan out my weeks ahead of time which has been really really good so I did that yesterday too got my whole week planned out of what I plan on doing each day and it's kind of tough with reselling because you plan on doing something and then all of a sudden there's a restock or some certain thing is coming out at at some point and there's a release and like like you can never really plan your day or i guess your evening's out because you never know what's going to happen there's always things that come up and always things get in the way and maybe something happens where you have to respond to an ebay buyer and that takes a little bit of time because now it's more in depth than you thought it would be or maybe you have to call ebay or maybe you have to do more shipping than you thought you would have to do. Or maybe there's, like I said, a release or a restock. Like There's so many variables in reselling that it can honestly just creep into the time you would plan for other things with reselling, but it is what it is. So it's super helpful to at least have a focus, and I ended up finding out that last week, once I didn't have a whole ton of those things creep up on me in the evenings, that I didn't really have anything planned out and didn't know where to go. So that's what I'm gonna be working on this week, just getting, getting some of the stuff that I had planned out yesterday kind of knocked out and then prepping up for those hyper royals on Saturday. So, that's my big focus for the week. But I've been thinking a little bit about the time of year and I talked about this yesterday in my podcast about garage sailing and how it's beginning to get nicer and I think that I think it's beneficial to touch on stuff that occurs at different points in the year at least once a year because people forget and I forget all the time. But it's it's getting to the time where it's spring and we're in April, we're in May. And there's usually a little bit of a lull in spring and then summer right before fall hits. So like, there's the summer slowdown that everybody talks about, but I noticed that in spring, like mid spring, usually there's like a dead period where like people are going outside and like people wanna get out and be active and things are getting nicer out. And it just seems like things slow down because you are coming out of Q4 and Q1 where so many people are still buying even into January, February. And then March, it really starts to kind of simmer down a little bit. And April kind of seems like a time where things are really slow. At least it has for me in, in the first year I started reselling which, I mean, I guess really everything was slow then. The last year was completely thrown off because we had coronavirus going on and everybody was locked inside and nobody was going out. And so I was able to source a ton and make a ton of profit and all this kind of stuff. Like very, very outlier year. But I do expect things to slow a little bit. And that's kind of the thing to think about is what are you going to do when things slow down? What are you going to do? To prep for summer and stuff like that, so that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit. Just kind of what you do in those sorts of situations, and what I'm planning on doing is honestly trying to take any free time that I have and, and roll it into my business and roll it into trying to improve my business. Not just find more items or not just source more items and list more items. I mean, listing is is the, one of the most important things you can do. If you get items in, you you have them sitting there; they're not worth anything until you sell them. So make sure you take care of that. that. That's like number one. But if you find yourself in a time where you don't have a ton of stuff that you're able to source because maybe it's slower and you don't have a ton of stuff that you are able to, to list because maybe you haven't sourced a bunch recently because you haven't found anything, then it's never a bad idea to invest in yourself and invest in your business. And that comes in all different forms of stuff, whether it's trying to learn more through some sort of just individual research that you're doing, whether it's, I don't know, you're trying to improve, the scalability of your business so maybe you're looking to outsource some work or maybe you are looking at trying to learn a new niche and i was looking at this last night one of the guys from pure also podcast is talking about tools and how you can find like hammers and wrenches and all these different like hardware tools and things like that where you can go to a garage sale pick them up for a couple of bucks and sometimes lot them up and make a few a few like really, really good sales off of it. So you maybe a lot like 10 wrenches that you got for a buck a piece and you sell them for 60 to 100 bucks, depending on the brand. Like That's the sort of thing that he, he was talking about. And he just started learning a new niche. He just decided that was what he's gonna do. And that's something you can do. You can go and learn a new niche in the reselling community. And and you can go and, and look into all sorts of things. I mean, tools are a really big when a garage sales. Like I just said, there's a lot of tools at garage sales. And like you can pick up so many of them because there's uh, I can't tell you how many I've been to where I just see like somebody's like oh yeah you know we're moving and I just had all these woodworking tools or something like that and like okay like I don't know what any of these do I'm supposed to know what they do because I'm an engineer but like I really haven't used woodworking stuff very much I'm not a carpenter so like I should have some sort of idea but I don't and it's like that would be super helpful to know what these sorts of tools do or it would be super helpful to know what brands there are and so that's one example of it I mean there's all sorts of things I mean there's, there's things like all sorts of car parts that you can come across I mean that's another huge niche I, I was at the FedEx and dropping some stuff off one day and this lady shows up with her daughter and was like dropping off package after package after package and they were all like eBay taped and everything I'm like hey like do you need help because like she had a ton of packages she looked like she was going to give herself like a hernia trying to pick these things up and she was like no like I don't want any help and I didn't really want to push the issue because she seemed like she really didn't want any help but I was like, so you sell on eBay? And she's like, yeah, yeah. Like we do a lot of eBay and we do all car parts. And I was like, oh, car parts. like I just like, that's a whole niche that not many of us know about, but it's super profitable because everybody has a car. Like you're not, this isn't the, this isn't like the 1800s. We're not riding horse and buggies. Like we have cars, every, almost every family has a car. Or every person has a car. Like it's a, it's as nece- much as necessity as like food and water half the time. So like, unless you live in a really big city you probably have a car, and everybody needs a part for their car. Whether me, uh, the past, I don't know, back in March when my sun visor went bad in my car and kept falling and hitting me in the head, like, I could have used somebody to sell me a sun visor. Or maybe you have, like, uh, you have all the same hubcaps on your car, and one of them cracks, or you damage it somehow like you want to get the same one because you don't feel like buying a whole new set or having one that doesn't match so like there's a whole market out there because everybody has a car and everybody needs car parts and stuff you can learn like you can learn a new niche and completely crush the upcoming year in a time where it's slow because things like that don't ever go out of style like car parts don't go out of style things like different cosmetic stuff like and it's kind of iffy selling that sometimes because you can't get yourself really screwed if somebody like uses some sort of makeup or some sort of like body deodorant or any sort of like thing that they would put on or in their body like if they end up using that and getting sick you are held liable in some cases if not all cases I don't know I don't know the the legalities behind that but I do know that you can be held liable for stuff like that would be good to consult a lawyer on that before you just go quoting that but it's something where like you don't want to find yourself caught liable for that so I'm a little bit more hesitant to sell that kind of stuff not that I don't But it's just, maybe that's not, like, the the niche to jump into if you're afraid of getting sued. But, like, car parts are one, and there's all sorts of things, like, just, like, cookware, another really good one. Like, everybody has a kitchen, everybody has a stove, everybody has, like, pots and pans. So, like, very, like, high-end cookware would be something to learn about, because you can go to a thrift store or a garage sale and find all these different brands that you don't know about, like, just things that are commonly around people's houses. These are, like, niches that are at most garage sales that a lot of us pass over because they're not the quote-unquote, like, high-profit items. But really, the issue is that they're not flashy. It's not as much fun going to a garage sale and finding a, a like, a, I don't know, like a Dutch oven rather than a Nintendo 64. Like, I'd rather pull out a Nintendo 64 with Super Smash Brothers and be like, this is what I found in my garage sale, not some stupid pot. It's stupid. Like but but it's not. I mean it it's just it doesn't look as cool. It's not as flashy. So when I post it on Instagram, it's like wow that that kid found a piece of metal that can make stew. Like it's not as much fun as a game of Super Smash Brothers. So it's just it's it's not as flashy for a lot of us and it's not what we're passionate about, so it's not as much fun to find it. But you can learn a new niche and that would be a great way to spend time where you're trying to 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 fill in the gaps of when things are slow i mean that's probably your most profitable bet and and i'm going to stick to that actually make that whole make the whole podcast about that because i don't do this enough right it's one of my biggest things that i don't really attack learning a new niche as much as i used to when i had a lot of time because i think well okay well, i'm already doing so well like why would i want to learn something else but it makes so much sense like it's investing in yourself and investing in your profitability if you're able to walk into a garage sale when other people aren't and make a hundred bucks well you're a hundred dollars up of where you would have been if you didn't know the niche that helped you make that so if you if you know cookware and you walk in there and you see a i think it's like la crusette dutch oven like that's a really big one i think that's the brand don't don't i I may not have even pronounced that right so don't say that's that's wrong because i know it is but either way you can walk into there and like pick up a a a I'm gonna go back to a Dutch oven because they're really, really like valuable for some brands. And you could pick one of those things up for like five bucks. Nobody knows that it's valuable. Most people aren't going and looking for that. Although you may find garage sale people may actually look for that kind of stuff. Like That's what people look for when they go to a garage sale, like very cheap like stuff around the house. So that may be a competitive item, I'm not sure. But when other resellers are there or when other people are there and they wouldn't recognize that that's a super expensive, valuable piece, you may be able to pick that up and, and make a hundred bucks on it because people do pay really, really high prices for some of this cookware, especially like stuff like old cast iron and stuff like that, like things like you can really make some good money on. So you would be able to make a lot more money rather than just trying to source more by actually increasing your knowledge because the more that you know, the more money you can make at a garage sale, at, the, at like a Ross or a Marshall's, at the thrift store, or even online if you just see that there's a good deal on something. If you realize, wait, that's a really expensive brand because you know brands now that you've been studying all these niches and all these different brands for power tools or cookware or whatever you're looking at. Like if you know these brands, you see, wait, there's a sale on X brand, like fill in the blank there. You can probably make some money on that sale if you see okay. Well, I, these typically go for a lot of money. Let's look this up on eBay real quick. What other people wouldn't? They would say, oh, okay. There's there's a brand of of a of pots and pans that's going really like on sale or something. But they don't really know that the brand's worth very much, so they pass it up because they don't really know that it's a good brand. It's just another brand that they see either in like one of their groups or just like in like some deal in the paper or something. I don't know. Wherever you're finding deals, so. That's like something that you can really capitalize on. And I think that that would be a really great way to spend time if things slow down either this spring or in the summer for you where you're just like, you're like, okay, I don't have any garage sales. I don't have a ton of items left to list. Like, I don't know what to do. Investing in yourself and learning a new niche or learning some new item to sell would be well worth your time. So that's what I'm thinking about today. And it's something that I'm going to be trying to focus on more and more as we get into those times. I still have a lot of things in my business that I'm going to work on as well. I mean, I I want to make an LLC and I want to be able to get some systems put into place, maybe outsource some of the work that I really don't like to do, like things like that. So I got things that I'm really trying to push for that angle, but it's still going to be to my benefit to learn new niches and really attack things like that. So that's what I'm going to be working on. Hopefully I can help you out. Hopefully that can make you guys some more money in the upcoming months ahead. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap up this podcast, but you guys have a great rest of your Monday, and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.